Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Friday, June 4th, 2021. I'm Andrew Hansen alongside Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. And man, what a day we have set up here, Coach. Only one game on the NBA DFS slate, 9 o'clock Eastern. I know exactly what you're going to be doing, just like probably everybody else who's watching and listening. Your Mavericks have a chance to pull the upset and take out the Clippers. Are they going to do it? I'll tell you what, man. Here, I have one thing to do. Let's see if the camera catches it. Oh, yeah. It... I see it. It's right there front and center. Beautiful. The Mavs logo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's. I have no idea what to expect in this game, Andrew. I'm telling you, man, it has been such a bizarre series to have all five team teams win on the road. That's right. Five games, I mean. It's just like, what the heck? So, I mean... The spread has come down. Clippers still remain favored. They've been favored every game this series. They're two and a half point favorite to 16 and a half over under. So I think Vegas thinks they're going to tighten up on each other. I mean, it's going to feel like a game seven for sure. I know that uh, this is going to be the biggest crowd at at the game uh, here at the American Airlines Center. It's uh, it's going to be a little over uh, 80% capacity. So it's going to be about three times louder than the last game was even. So um, it's it's going to be crazy. Great players on both sides. Pretty even matchup as we've seen. And, man, I'll be rooting my, life, my heart out, but I don't know which way it's going to go. I would say it is literally a toss-up. Yeah, I didn't even write down the line here, probably for the first time all season, because I don't think it matters too much. For right. DFS, this is a Game 7 type environment. I think it's it could go either way. It's going to be a great battle. And you know, to, to continue the point you kind of touched on there, we may need to coin a new phrase here, road court advantage. This is no, yeah. There's no home court advantage in this series. Every team has won on the road. The first team to win a home game will win this series. Because uh, if Dallas does it tonight, they'll win it. Clippers in, in Game 7. Or if not, if the road ser- the road court advantage continues, then the Clippers will win it in Game 7 on Sunday. But let's start with your Mavs here, since they are the home team, and yes. see if they can buck that trend and get it done on the home floor. Well, you know, Dallas is going nuts for this, this team and this game. I mean, I don't think people realize. They think Mavs and Dirk and, you know, some good success recently. But what, what people don't realize is... It's been 10 long years since the Mavs have made a, a really legit run in the playoffs. So this is by far the biggest game in in a decade. Uh, you know, I I don't think of it as that long of a period of time because I remember, you know, that run and, and a couple runs before that. But, you know, guys like my son, who's, you know, 20 years old, that's half his life. You know, he's he's never been this pumped up for a Mavs game. So... The town is electric. There's going to be a big crowd outside of American Airlines Center whooping it up, too. So it's it's going to really feel like playoff basketball. And, you know, the, the Mavs are, are healthy and ready to go. Uh, you know, I know that they have Luca and Kleba both listed as probable, but I can tell you they're both definitely playing. So nobody's going to be out on that side. And Abaka's the doubtful one on the Clippers side. So we don't think he's going to suit up. So it'll be, you know, just like the last game as far as personnel, but I'll tell you, hats off to Carlisle. You know, I've dogged him a few times this year with his odd rotations and, 
you know, never winning a challenge and not having timeouts at the end of games. He just, there's just a lot of holes in, in some of the stuff that he does, but he's coached a hell of a series here because, you know, his number one goal going in was if they're going to start Zubac, we're going to, we're going to run a pick and roll. doesn't matter who Zubac is guarding. That's the person setting the pick. And then we want Luca to go one-on-one with Zubats. And we know for the first two games it worked, and at the 30-11 point in game three, when they were up, it worked. But then Ty Lu adjusted and basically played uh, Zubats off the floor uh, and put Batum in, which created a shift back to the Clippers' side. So it's been a nice chess match uh, between two coaches that I think have stepped up their game and I don't expect uh, much different here. You know, the, the twist in game five that, that stunned everybody uh, obviously was Carlisle going to Boban and boy, did that work? I mean that, you know, it was a, it was when such a great it work, coach when Boban plays, <laughs> good things happen. It's a magical mystery. It, it, no one in DFS, we all scratch our heads because the guy puts up like Giannis DFS points per minute numbers. He he's, really does. It's like one point seven. Giannis and Boban—they're the best out there. I, I mean, it's it's really bizarre how well he does for the time he's in there. And did you that last game was? It was like I it was flashback to coaching middle school ball, right? And you have one real real big kid, yep, and you just just barely lob the ball up to him. And he holds it up higher yep. than all the other kids. And everybody else is jumping on him trying to get the ball. You know what I, I mean, thought it was like? It's like yeah. any you know, average, say, 6'2 to 6'4 ball player is out on the court. <laughs> and he's playing with a bunch of kids. You know, yeah. like basically like Faku Campazzo. A bunch of yeah. just pesky kids, these pests, just trying to grab at him and, and pull on him. And, you know, he's just he's up in the clouds doing his thing. Crazy. Yeah, and at this level, you wouldn't think you would see that, but it just goes to show you. But that's how it was a few times. Luca does that real soft little loop up there that for him to go get it because mm-hmm. you know you, you got to you can't make it a real tough pass to catch, and then everybody else is just flying around <laughs> trying to get you know get the ball out of his hands. But I thought it was a fantastic counter move, perfect move uh, because. Okay, fine. They made the first move. They took Zubats off the floor and went small. Good strategy. So what does Carlisle do? Well, if you're going to do that, we're going to start Boban, and we're just going to feed it, feed him in the paint and just murder you in the, inside. And uh, it worked. So what happens this game, Andrew? Right. That's my question to you. Now you've got point, counterpoint, and now he's answered it. So, you know, what, what do the Clippers do? And what does Dallas do? My prediction is I think they start Boban again because it worked. I think they play him in those short spurts. And I think the the guy you're going to see get a lot more minutes at center, who was very, very critical in their winning of the last game, is Dwight Powell. Because of his athleticism, the way he moves, it's just so much smoother than Willie Cauley-Stein and, of course, Boban. And his defensive presence helps. So... You know, I would. He's going to probably go with a very similar rotation uh, as he did this last game. Now, the question, the only question for me is: is is Tyrone Liu going to insert Zubots back in to counteract the Boban move? That's 
the dilemma I'm looking at right now. Because if he puts Zubats back in, that shifts everything. And, you know, it, it, then I think he probably pulls, Carlisle pulls Boban, and they go back to step two. Let's pick and try to get an ISO Luka on Zubat. So I'm telling you, man, from a coaching standpoint, it is really like a chess match. It is. And if I were Carlisle, I would stick with Boban. And if the Clippers switch it up and start Zubats, I'd say, fine, I'm, I can live with Boban against Zubats. Um, but what will they do? Uh, I'm not sure. Could go, could go either way. But I think that is the key rotation there. Yeah. Boban, Powell, Batum, Zubats. Um, you know, in the end, my prediction is that the minutes will be pretty similar. Regardless of who starts, the only the only big difference would be for the Mavericks if Boban does not start, then I don't think you can count on twenty minutes for him like last game. Exactly, and and that's the news we have to have that will shift everything around. Because you know you know Carlisle, man, he is very liable to you know start Powell instead of Boban. That that's my gut feeling if they go back to Zubat. So we need to watch that. Even though it's only one game tonight, we need to you know, firmly watch those lineups as they come in. And Carlisle holds back as long as he can. So, you know, for members out there, it'll be 20 minutes before lock before we can post stuff because we we definitely need that final news because I'm with you. If Boban doesn't start, I don't think you can really trust using him because, you know, it's, it's just too dangerous. If he does start, we know in 20 minutes, you know, he's going to get what most big guys get in 35 anyway. So he's very playable. But, you know, what it comes down to in DFS in a showdown slate now is, you know, let's look at the big picture here. So we know the Mavs, what they're planning on doing. We know the last game, really the difference down the stretch of that game. And it's bizarre to say this, but Kawhi Leonard just had a terrible fourth quarter. He had three or four turnovers, very uncharacteristic missed a couple of shots, and, you know, that's, I think, the story coming out of there that scares me as a Mavs fan because I think Kawhi comes out tonight like a maniac. Absolutely. Uh, this is not going to be an easy task. He's back in Texas. He's had plenty of success there with San Antonio. So um, your, 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 your crew down there is going to have their hands full. There's no doubt. And, you know, it's going to be Kleba that gets the assignment on him, and he's not 100% anyway. Plus, you know, how do you guard Kawhi, really? I mean, it's, you know, I'm hoping the Mavs run a little bit, few doubles at him and, you know, live with the results, except if George gets hot, then it's very hard to double Kawhi. So we'll see how that goes. But I'll, I'll tell you this. Let's shift it completely to the DFS build side. And, by the way, you know, we're going to go over everything, break these games down, game script them as we go through the playoffs now and we get these one-game slates or two-game slates at the most. You know, We're going to try to get down into the weeds and figure out and talk these things through. That's how you know we've gotten hot lately. And you know the, the two nights in a row that we had of, of top 0.5% uh, 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 contests where we, we finished really high, a lot of it is just talking it through like this. What are the matchups? What's the rotation? What do the minutes look look like? And it's humongous for this this game and if there's a game seven because in my mind, 
you have Kawhi and Luka like in the stars. I mean, those are the two guys that I don't know how you don't roster. They're just so dominant of players. Then you have the one guy that at least can see them, and that's George. But after that, you can take the whole group, and I'll just give this to you real quick because I literally look at these guys even right now, and that's Porzingis Hardaway, Morris Jackson, Finney Smith, Rondo, Batum, and Terrence Mann. Uh, those, that group of guys, I think you can have any combination that may work uh, or may not. So, th- you know, for me, and, and I'm interested to get your input on this, you know, it's just you got to play Luca Kawhi, Kawhi, Luca. You know, just that that's a no-brainer to me. And then finding the rest of the guys to fill out that showdown group of that huge list that I mentioned, because there's not one of those guys, you know, because they're below George, you know, all the rest of those guys, they've had good games and bad games in the playoffs and in the regular season, you know, so there's no shoe-ins, you know, will people go with the, the sleeper guys that, you know, Rondo and Mann finishing some games and getting extra minutes at guard, Will they go with the stalwarts that uh, the stalwarts that normally get it done, like a Hardaway or a Morris? I mean, there's so many different options to go here, and I think you can game script it out where you know most of them can work. Yeah, I think that's an important group to consider, and it is an interesting group because of the balance with the minutes, the talent, the shots, the upside. Obviously, the the, the starters. Uh, primarily have a, a bigger ceiling than guys at the end of that group that you mentioned, like man. But, right. Uh, I think it does depend on the site. And so let's start with DraftKings. You can sure. you can always pay up for a stud like Luca or Kawhi. And if they get 60 to 70 fantasy points, then you're off to a great start because you get the 1.5x return. But right. the extra salary that you have to pay makes it tough at the end of that bench at the end of your utility group because then you have to have one more guy from the from the back end of that rotation the cheaper guys right. the guys like rondo or man or you know thj sort of mid-range or you know dfs guys like that you're gonna sure. need one more of them um, so you you certainly can do that uh, i also like to look at the mid-tier option and the cheap option so if you take a mid-tier option like a Tim Hardaway Jr. or a Marcus Morris and they have 40 fantasy points or more, then it might work because you can get Luka and Kawhi and you can feel better about the rest of your roster. Or if you go really cheap, uh, three or 4,000, so in general, like if you just think about DraftKings Showdown without these players, you get the, you know, $12,000 pay-up guy, you get the six to $7,000 mid-range guy, you get the three to $4,000 value guy. If you take a three or $4,000 guy who gets you 30 fantasy points, then you can really load up the lineup with a bunch of guys that you like. And so right. before I finalize a roster on a DraftKings showdown slate, I go into it with, with that mentality. I want to I want to mess around with the pay-up. I want to mess around with the mid-tier. I want to mess around with the cheap guy. See how it all plays out. Today, uh, I'm just a tiny bit off for some of the um, 
you know, the mid-tier and the cheap captains, uh, MVPs, making it work. FanDuel, I've got a, a five-star lineup, in my opinion, built. It, it, the, the pricing works out, so we can talk about that in a minute. But um, I, I think all three approaches are worth considering today. So I'm right. gonna I'm gonna keep playing with that. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, you've had great success for for you know members or listeners that haven't been with us a long time. Uh, you know, Andrew has just hammered showdown slates with a mid tier or even value guy in that big spot, and then stacking up the rest of the guys behind him and being able to afford them. And I I admire that tremendously. I I generally go the opposite way, which is good because we both look at it differently and gives our members some different looks at it. But for me, I I want the anchor in that top spot and then make it work with the rest of the group, unless it's super lopsided. Like I remember there was one where Portland played, and you know, like sure Lillard's the best, but you know you could get a huge game from from uh, C.J. McCollum. Maybe he blows it up, or Nurkic blows it up, or right. or even even a pile. So when you do that, then you buy, you know for me I would buy down, and then you stack a few of those guys together. But this game to me, it's Kawhi and Luca, slightly George, and everybody else is a dime a dozen. I have to, you know, it's just the way I see it. So I'm gonna definitely play either Kawhi or Luca at that top spot. And most people listening know I'm a Luca fan. I supported him a ton this last game. He was a five-star slate captain for me in that in that game. But I'm not not so sure this time, Andrew. As as much as oh, Dirk's yelling at me. Sorry, oh, yeah. Dirk, don't say that, Dirk. No swearing. <laughs> well, that's what he's but, saying to you. Don't say that about Luca. <laughs> exactly. But if I had to make my lineup right now, I would have Kawhi in that spot. Interesting. And Luke Luke could make it, but not not in that top spot. I just think because Kawhi finished so poorly. And the Mavs don't really have an answer for him. Kleba's the best we got for that. And I just think he's going to come out like a maniac. So anyway, I just, for me, it's those two guys. And I think the ownership, it's going to be fun to see when the percentages come out. Because you're going to have probably like 45%, uh, or I'd say 55% uh, Luca, 40% Kawhi, and 5% George. I think it's, I don't know if, unless... That's why maybe your kind of build is super sneaky if you can back it into some better players. But, you know, it's you can't worry about chalk and showdowns or splitting. You know, it's this isn't like our normal builds where you put a value guy and, you know, you correlate and you do all this. It's to, you know, it's very simple. Get the guys in there. They're going to get the most points right across the board and, and you're good to go. So. Yeah, if it ends up being a big tie, that's fine. You're you're okay with hey. that. We'd we'd rather tie for first than than not. Um, than not cash, right? <laughs> um, and I, you know, I agree that the psychology that you're referencing there makes sense. Kawhi ultra motivated, didn't get it done, um, so it could be his night. And you were right on Luca in that last game. Uh, he was your guy. He smashed, and he gave you that huge finish. So, um, you know. Of, of anyone out there to listen to about Luca, you you are the guy. So, uh, well, I'm I'm not down on him. I think he'll do fine, but I just don't know if he outscores Kawhi in this one. I I mean, I don't know how you let a single guy beat you. And and I'll tell you right now, Andrew, watching that this series, let me let me put it to you this way: if Luca was not on the team, 
the Clippers win every game by 20. They sweep it and it's over. Yep. And I don't the Mavs don't even make the playoffs. He's that much of a dominant player to everything that they do. And they you you saw the stats there, you know, 40 of 43 possessions he either scored or assisted. I mean, it's it's sort of, you know, like the old Magic Johnson days for a stretch there, you know, with the Lakers. He either was going to go inside, score, finish it, fast break it or he was assisting to everybody. You know, that kind of dominance uh, that you see very seldom. I, you know, you get that from the from the Kobe's and Jordans, but that's all in a scoring takeover the game sense. But when you're talking about the full plethora of shooting the three, driving to the hoop, drawing fouls, and then assisting and seeing everybody on the floor, you know, Luca's in a very very rarefied air as far as that goes, and. I'll tell you, it shows in in this uh, series big time. Yeah, and the the fun thing about showdown slates and the different sites and the different structures is that on DraftKings, it's not necessarily put in the guy who you think is going to have the most points because there's a difference in price and then it multiplies. Right. So it could be, you know, even if Kawhi gets a a point or two less than Luka, he may be the better MVP on DraftKings. But on FanDuel... You just need the guy up there who you think yeah. is going to score the most points as long as you can fill out the rest of the roster with strong finishers. So, um, the Yeah, price, let's talk about FanDuel a little let's bit. Let's talk about FanDuel. I think um, it – I mean, I think in this game you need either Luka or Kawhi at the top. Can yeah. we agree on that? Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, again, that gradual – you're not paying a penalty for – for salary exactly so you you got to be crazy i don't even think just the top spot i if you don't have Kawhi luka or luka Kawhi, i think you're really grasping for straws so uh i agree with that um just zero in on who you think is going to score more fantasy points and right. i'll say that Kawhi has been a little bit more consistent in the mid 50s but luka has had the better ceiling ceiling yeah. so you gotta you gotta evaluate that but here's what i want to say about this slate uh on FanDuel is i'm fired up about this bill that i have coach and it reminds me it. of a few days ago we i got all fired up with our members about the memphis utah showdown because right. you could get all four guards that i that and i wanted Ro- to and royce o'neill right Con- conley mitchell Ja brooks and royce o'neill and uh you know we played it it cashed smashed but the amazing thing is, the next time those two teams played, I went to the showdown and tried to build the same thing. You couldn't even get those four guards in the lineup with anybody. It wasn't about, yeah. oh, I got those four guys and now I have to put in Niang or somebody. You couldn't right. play it. They priced them up no. too much. So that's why we track the pricing so closely every day, every slate, every site to try to give our members the, the best advantage. And sometimes we say this is a five-star slate. Let's let's get after it. Sometimes we say we don't like this showdown slate. We're not even going to play it. Right. Um, and that happened last night. But uh, tonight, there's a bill that I love. So we'll save that for the members. Uh, I can't wait to roll it out there and, and get this thing started. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be, you know, the nice thing is, granted, everybody's going to have those two as their top two, but... There's such a variance of build after that. All those guys I mentioned again. Yeah. You know, and the key is, I guess, 
plucking the one out that's going to get that 1.2x in that third spot mm-hmm. uh, ends up being gigantic. And then, you know, making sure you don't have to go in the fourth and fifth spots with somebody that may only play 10 minutes. I mean, it really becomes, you know, where can these three guys get 30 plus minutes? If you can do that, along with Kawhi and Luka, you're going to have as good a shot as anybody, in my opinion. Yep. Do we want to touch on Yahoo at all? This is something yeah, that we... Yeah, let's touch on that briefly, because we've been hot there. A lot of more members are joining. And if, if you're not familiar with Yahoo, it, it runs uh, very similar to uh, FanDuel, in the sense where they call it Megastar, Superstar, and Star. But it's the same thing. 2X, 1.5X, 1.2X, and then 2 flex guys so um you know that's what where it's you know it's it's really a very similar build but their pricing is different you're going to get some some real good breaks there you know and and as you know for people to play yahoo you got a lot of ten dollar guys that get minutes that you have to choose from that can really make that upper part work and just a couple examples in which ten dollars is their minimum price you could play brunson Kleba, Boban, Josh Richardson, Cauley Stein, Powell, uh, Burke, who's gotten in a little bit, Terrence Mann, you know, these guys, Zubots, those guys all play. Yeah. They all get on the floor and they're all minimum priced. The only guys I'd steer from, it looks like Pat Bev is out of the rotation pretty much. He played like three seconds. But other than that, I mean, you can pluck any two of those $10 guys out and then stack up up above that too coach those aren't those aren't those guys aren't a dime a dozen they're ten dollars a dozen <laughs> ten dollars a dozen yes <laughs> yeah that's and, a big uh, group that of makes it players. work yeah and then the, i want to take the guy by the name of jay scrub right because i like the name that's all <laughs> that's a crazy name I'm, for I'm basketball player isn't it <laughs> yeah I, I don't think he takes any heat over that oh, one no. but, uh, he looked good at the end of the season when they were trying to tank lefty he, they he did got some he, stuff he did done. get some good minutes yeah, yeah. S- some scrub minutes all right, Coach. But, well, let's let's summarize here. Uh, yeah. For our members, uh, we are going to build the full lineups on FanDuel and Yahoo, like we always talk about. Cash lineup, GPP. We give the core out on DraftKings for the cash build, the GPP build, and we are welcoming new members. The perfect time to join. Go to dfscoachtalk.com. You get a three-day membership if you want to try us out for a little bit, or you grab our best package ever, the 111 for two months, and all of those packages are for all of our sports, baseball every day, golf twice a week, and then football when, when that starts up. So DFSCoachTalk.com to become a member. Absolutely. And Friday's our most popular day for those three-day you know passes because not only do you get all of our basketball lineups tonight, all of our baseball lineups, and it's a 15-game Major League Baseball slate tonight. So you got that, and then you got all the golf weekend golf action, and it just rolls right into Saturday and Sunday as well. So we would love to have you, just dfscoachtalk.com. Or if you have any questions, just uh, shoot us a message at dfscoachtalk on Twitter. Andrew's at Language Olympic, and I am at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Excellent. And then if you haven't yet already, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We'd love to have you. And then... uh, Grab those notifications when these podcasts post. They'll continue seven days a week throughout the playoffs and in front of the paywall. So thank you all for tuning in. On behalf of the coach and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. 
We'll see you tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS.